This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti. Great to be with you, and thank you for listening on any of our radio affiliates across the country, or if you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate that as well. Our guest this week is Alabama star edge rusher Will Anderson. Will's very likely he's going to be the first defensive player selected in the upcoming NFL draft. In my mock draft, I had him going at number three. Yes, I had to do a mock draft. This is my first year as the lead AP NFL writer, so I did a mock draft. In fact, I'm going to do a mock draft 2.0, but anyway, I digress. Will Anderson, I had him going to the Arizona Cardinals at number three. There's some talk, there's some thought that the Houston Texans may take him at number two. Either way, I don't see him falling past number three, but we speak to Will coming up, so stay tuned for that. But before we get into the conversation, I do want to share with you some awesome, exciting news. Coming up in June, we have a very special Night with Brian Dawkins event at Valley Forge Baptist And this is an opportunity for you. I've been there before a few times. I I spoke there, signed books, my Birds of Prey book. Uh, After speaking, I believe it was back in the 2019-18 Eagle season. It was a few years ago, but I have a great relationship with everyone over there. Such an awesome, welcoming church, a great group of people. And we're going to take Brian Dawkins to to do an event that day. And it's, it's going to be phenomenal. There's an opportunity for you to do it, be part of a meet and greet with B-Doc. So if you're interested, it's going to be an incredible night with, with Brian Dawkins. If you've never heard Doc speak, if you, if you somehow have never heard Brian Dawkins speak, which is difficult, uh, if you're listening to the show, I'm sure you have at some point heard Brian Dawkins. He's not only a Hall of Fame football player. He's a Hall of Fame person, a a strong man of God, and he's just such a passionate speaker. And it it comes out, he exudes his faith, and he's gone through so much in life, and he's had a lot of ups and downs, and even has talked openly about overcoming thoughts of suicide when he was a little younger in his career, and how he's battled through that and how God has helped him through in his walk with the Lord. So it's going to be a very, very special event. I'm really looking forward to it. You can go to valleyforgebaptist.org forward slash Dawkins, and you can check it out to see if you are interested in getting some event. The meet and greet is going to be awesome. That starts at 5 p.m. 6 p.m. is the main event with Brian Dawkins. And and here's the, the really cool part about this. All of the proceeds from a night with Brian Dawkins are going to go towards building a fresh water well in Zimbabwe. So I'm really looking forward to it. We'll be talking about this some more um, up until, of course, the event coming up. So that is on June 10th, again, at Valley Forge Baptist in PA. So really looking forward to that coming up. We're less than two months out, so that's awesome. Will Anderson's going to be our guest. You're going to hear from him coming up. And I spoke to Will about his preparation for the draft and playing for a legendary coach in Nick Saban and much more, including his faith, his his walk with God. And he played in the Sugar Bowl this past season instead of opting out of that game because Alabama was 
not in the hunt for the championship at that point, but he said he he wanted to play because he said God makes no mistakes. He wasn't afraid to get hurt. A lot of players, they don't want to play in a bowl game because they don't want to get injured, and it's understandable, and it's going to impact their draft stock. They're going to lose millions of dollars, and so much can happen if they play and get hurt. So I want to discuss that because Will wasn't afraid. He said God makes no mistakes, and, and he talks about how his faith in the Lord has helped guide him in his life. But I want to discuss fear because fear, I believe, prevents us from doing so much. It can keep us from growing. It can keep us from developing. It can keep us from achieving sometimes maybe greater things. Fear can come in different ways. There's just, there's fear of getting injured in life, getting hurt, fear of death. And I'm not saying go out and do stupid things and have no fear and be like, oh, God's with me. I'm going to go jump out of a plane with no parachute or I can't swim, but I'm going to go dive into an ocean in the middle somewhere. Like, No, you got to be reasonable and and not take unnecessary or extraordinary risks. Like I'm a person who doesn't take any crazy risks at all. I hate roller coasters. I don't do that. I fell off a roof 22 feet putting up Christmas lights way back in 2002 or 2003 and lived to talk about it by the grace of God. So um, I, I have a fear of certain things and there's, there's the fear of physical harm. There's the fear of death. Then there's the fear of achievement or fear of failure. See, sometimes that fear can cripple us in our walk, can cripple us in our journey because we may be so scared of taking that next step or leaping in faith or moving out of our comfort zone and we're so comfortable where we are that if God has something that's bigger for us, we can't get to it. We can't accomplish it. We can't reach that because we're afraid. We may not want to take that chance, take that risk, put ourselves out there and fail. And you hear so many successful people, all of the most successful people always say, you can't have fear of failure. And I may have failed a million times before I finally achieved whatever it is that person is talking about or achieved in their life. And it's so true. It really is. You cannot be afraid. We cannot be afraid of failure because that will prevent us from growth. Fear is, overall, it's it's a liar. And I love this song by, I think it's Zach Williams, right? Zach Williams has this song, Fear is a Liar. And, and, and it's it's awesome. It's a great song. Because, it, I, you know what? I'm, in fact, I'm going to read a little bit of, I don't want to sit here and play the song for you. But I, I'm going to read from the Zach Williams song, Fear, and, and look at those lyrics a little bit because they're really powerful. They're they're powerful and if you get an opportunity to listen to the song, certainly go ahead and do it. But he says when he told you you're not good enough, when he told you you're you're not right, when he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight, when he told you you're not worthy, when he told you you're not loved, when he told you you're not beautiful, that you'll never be enough. Fear, he is a liar. He will take your breath Stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. Well, who's putting that fear, right? Who's saying these things to us? It's the enemy. It's the enemy. He wants to see us 
doesn't want to see us succeed, wants to see us fail. He's going to put these thoughts in our mind. He's going to tell us all these things. If, if we think we're not good enough, you are good enough. If you think you're not beautiful, you are beautiful. If you think you're not great at what you do, yes, you are. You may not be where you want to be, but yes, you are. Do not allow the enemy to put those thoughts in your mind ever. Don't let fear, don't let any kind of negativity infiltrate. And, and I'm saying this because I need to hear it. I'm saying this because I oftentimes need to hear that. I need to remind myself because there are certain things that are holding me back because I'm afraid to take a leap or I'm afraid to take that next step or I'm afraid to branch out or I'm afraid. This is, I'm not preaching at you. I'm talking to myself, trying to have this conversation so someone else who is in the same position, who's hearing this can be like, yeah, I'm not going to let that hold me back. I'm not going to let whatever it is hold me back. Like As I sit here and I record this show, I'm staring at this beautiful photo, frame, painting, whatever you want to call it, on my wall. And it's a verse, Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God promises to always be with us. God promises that he will never let us go. If we firmly believe in him, put our faith and our hope and our trust in him, he's got everything that we need and will take care of us. And yes, there's going to be good moments. There's going to be bad moments. I'll be honest. I've gone through a season of where I felt it's been one blow after another. It's been, it's been a difficult season. It's been a tough season, but I also feel that there's something that'll come out of that and there there will be a positive because I got my hope in him. I got my my trust and my faith in the Lord and he's got my back. Read any just read the book of Psalms. They are filled filled with Bible verses that are talking about fear. The, the entire the book of Psalms. There's so many in there. Um I will I could start out with I will fear no evil, Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Um, he delivered me from my fears, Psalm 34, 4, 8. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Psalm 46, 1, 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Psalm 56, 3, 4. Like, I can keep going on and on and on. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? One more I'm going to give you. Psalm 91, 4, 5. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. Fear, as Zach Williams sings so beautifully in his song, it is a liar. It's a liar. Fear is going to cripple us. Fear is going to prevent us from taking a leap of faith, from accomplishing greater things in life. It's going to put us in in a little bubble. It's going to keep us hidden from 
accomplishment. It's going to keep us hidden from the rest of the world if we're just sitting there afraid. I know people who are afraid of their own shadow, who don't want to go outside and do this, that, or the other. They just want to be as safe as possible and live at home like this. As I said earlier, there's fear of harm. There's fear of death. There's fear of getting hurt. Then there's fear of achievement and there's fear of accomplishment. And all of that is all of that fear. God doesn't want us to live our lives that way. Put our faith in him. Put our trust in him because all of that, it comes from the enemy. He wants to hurt us. He wants to limit us. He wants to keep us down. He wants to see us struggle. He doesn't want us to be happy. So Will Anderson, he wasn't afraid to get hurt in the Sugar Bowl. He didn't. And he didn't hurt his draft. He played, played in that game, didn't hurt his draft stock. He's going to be the the number one defensive player to go in the NFL draft. And up next, you're going to hear from him. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mari, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. This is Derek Henry, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonafieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on a Field and tell a friend or two about the show. I want to take a minute to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, International Justice Mission and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Will Anderson, is one of the best prospects coming out of college. He had a tremendous career at Alabama as the premier edge rusher in this NFL draft. Here is my conversation with Will Anderson. Well, appreciate you doing this, Matt. I'm sure you're excited about finally getting it over with. What what has this pre-draft process been like for you, man? It's been easy. Um, only had like three top thirty visits: the Texans, Detroit, and the Seahawks. Um, so I really just been working it out, spending time with my family, getting my body back right, in, and that's really been like the most important thing for me. So it's been good. I can't complain. Was that three visits your choice and your agency deciding that you're only going to limit them, or how did that play out? No, those were the only teams that, you know, wanted to meet with me and wanted me to come out there and see everything and talk with them and spend some time with them. I, I guess they saw all they needed to see on tape, man, and know that you're going to be one of the top guys going. What, what stands out to you from whether it was the combine interviews, uh, the visits, the top 30 
A- anything stand out to you about your meetings with teams and coaches and, and the different staffs? Yeah, um, like all the teams I met with, they were really great. You know, all the teams I met with at the Combine, uh, they were phenomenal. All my meetings went really well. Um, the coaching staffs are great. The president in the room, the energy in the room was really good. Um, I had got really good feedback. And I think for me, the biggest thing is just the feedback. I just want to see, like, how can I improve my game, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, this whole process, that's really what it's been about. So, like, everything's been really great. I'm really excited. Um, me and my family are really excited to be here, and it's a big blessing. Do you get a feeling, do you have a sense of where you're going? Most mock drafts, I had you going at number three to Arizona. Some feel like you might go number two to Houston. Do you have any sense, any feeling one way or another? I gave that up a long time ago. I'm not going to lie. Like When free agency started and the trades and everything started, I, I just said I'm going to leave it up to God and put it in his hands and just wait for that phone call next week. That's awesome, man. What was it like for you playing for Coach Saban at Alabama? It was really fun, and it was easy for me because me and Coach Saban, we share the same mentality, the same mindset, and we kind of hold ourselves to the same standard of where we want to be at, what we want to do, and what we want to achieve. So it was really just to understand exactly what he was saying, the messages that he was talking to us about, and how he, you know, moved around every day with, you know, how he um, prepared and everything like that. So it was really easy for me. You know what I'm saying? It was, of course, hard because of practice and meetings, and you're just coming into this, like, new area of your life. But just to go out there and be able to do it was really, you know, was something for me because I'm just used to it and that's what I'm accustomed to. He speaks so highly of you, Will. Uh, a lot of us in the media say we've never heard Coach Saban praise any one of his players or anybody more than you. What does that mean to you to hear that, that he he looks at you in that way, holds you in that regard? Yeah, that's my God, man. Like, I go up there now and I go in his office and we talk for about 40 minutes now and it's always good conversations, but it's just the level of respect that he has for me and the way I've earned his trust. You know what I'm saying? Like I came in, I did everything the right way. And what I, what I did at Alabama was because I loved the place. It was because I was committed and all in. And I think once he seen that, like he knew, like, this is the guy right here and he trusted me, you know what I'm saying? Like he had called me to his office and we we're talking everything like that. So the level of, you know, confidence he had in me and trust and love for me and me and my family it was unbelievable, and I'm very grateful. What would it mean to you to be the first non-quarterback taken? Is, is that something special? Yeah, I mean, it is. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, it's all in God's hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, like, be like, well, this is going to happen. This is going to, like, whenever my name gets called, that's when I'm going to be ready to go get back to work and be with the team and be happy. All right. Have you figured out your fit? Like, do you know what you're going to wear? Because that's such a big thing now. Yeah. Uh, I got my suit. It's getting ready. I got a um, we still got a little, little knickknacks to get together, but it's gonna be fresh. Uh, you don't want to give away the color or anything like that. No, nah, we can't. We can't. We can't. <laughs> I love that. Hey, man, listen. We look on the tape. We see what you can do on the field. Everybody knows you're a monster. You're a game wrecker. We see what you can do as a defensive player. Uh, obviously, everyone talking about you being the first and most likely to be the first one to go. What does Will Anderson bring to a team off the field, the character, the intangibles? What's that? What do you bring? Yeah, for me, I just bring a complete person. You know what I'm saying? Like I I hold myself to a very high standard and a high expectation and never to, you know, embarrass myself and my family. So I always treat people with respect. You know, whatever culture that I get, I'm going to do my best to uphold that culture, hold myself accountable, hold others around me, but also treat everybody in the facility with respect. You know what I'm saying? 
with care and with love because that's their work. This is like a workplace now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not college anymore. This is this is a whole like workplace in like America. So I mean, these are people going to be working with. You know what I'm saying? So just treating with them with respect and showing them that they can trust me and knowing that I'm the guy for their program. Are you the kind of guy who feels like you could walk into a team and instantly become a leader or, or as a rookie, do you feel like you have to earn that role work into that and, and maybe depend a little bit more on veterans? Yeah, most definitely. I would say the second part, because I mean, I've never played a down of NFL football, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I guess you can't walk into a locker room with a whole bunch of veterans and be like, you need to do this. You need to do that. I don't know what the experience is like. I don't know what, you know, what they've been through, what they're going through. So it's up to me for me to have to go through that, you know, earn their respect, earn their trust and show them that I'm capable of getting the job done and earning their respect for me to say anything to anybody. Well, you had a ton of individual success at Alabama. We see all the awards that you racked up. Of course, the team was very successful. Now, that might take a little bit in the NFL. We, we don't know. It could be instant. It could take a minute. How prepared are you to handle any of the challenges, any adversity that might come your way? Yeah, good question. Um, I think this year was a really good learning year for me. And what if anything I didn't learn, if anything I learned this year was really just being true to myself, you know, staying true to myself, staying well understanding, knowing that the preparation that you put in every day and trusting in the process that you've been doing your whole life or the whole time you're getting ready to lead up to the game, just keep trusting it. And as time goes by, you're gonna start progressing, you're gonna start getting better and better and better each week. So if you have a bad game, go to the next game, but just keep doing what you're doing. You know, don't change what you've been doing. Don't listen to what everybody's saying. And I think that's how you really get knocked off your game. So just believe it and have the confidence in yourself and knowing that everything's going to be okay and having faith in God. Tell me about Bryce Young, because there's some, obviously the talent for Bryce is obvious. We see it. We know what he can do. There's some people who may question his size. Can he handle the rigors of being in the NFL? I mean, you practiced against this dude day in and, and day out. What, what do you see in Bryce? Yeah, I see a complete player, honestly, like a player that's been going there and can change the program around instantly. I think he just has a type of effect on people. You know, Bryce is going to go in, he's going to work his butt off. He's going to keep his head down and work really hard to earn the trust of those guys in the in the locker room and show them that, you know, this is why I deserve to be here. This is why, you know, I deserve to be quarterback here. And they're going to gel with him, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the type of effect he has. But the way he can, you know, take over a game and bring others along with him, I think that's what makes him really special. Are there any guys in the NFL now or maybe past that, that you look at that you kind of take a little bit of their game from or feel like you model your game a little bit after? Yeah, so for me, I like watching like Khalil Mack, Von Miller, and uh, Nick Bosa just because those are a lot of speed-to-power guys. Um, they know how to work off speed-to-power and stuff like that. I remember, Will, when you were asked about playing in the Sugar Bowl uh, instead of opting out and you said you have faith in God, you, you, you've mentioned that a few times. You said God makes no mistakes. I can appreciate that, man, as a man of faith, as someone I host a show called Faith on the Field. So I can really appreciate that. Can you tell me what your faith has meant to you, that it's, it's, it's such a big part of your life? Yeah, most definitely. So just growing up with my family, I think that's one of the biggest things that, you know, just being in a Christian household, you know, uh, my parents, we always went to church and everything like that. And just being in all these tough times, especially being in Alabama, like, He's never left me, like, all my bad times, my good times. He was always right there to bring me through whatever I was going through. And uh, it's just, like, why would I stop? You know what I'm saying? Like, he brought me through this. Like, I'm not going to stop just because I'm back doing good. Now, like, I was down, and he brought me back up. So I always keep my faith in God and know that I'm in good hands and really just keep doing the right thing and keep just being myself, and everything will work out perfectly fine. 
I love that, man. Never forget the platform that you got and, and the blessings that you've been given and, and, and how you can give back in that way and, and help others. Tell me a little bit, man, about what you're doing with overtime. How much fun have you had filming that and what can viewers expect to see? Yeah, it was really fun. I think uh, it really got fun when, like, um, when I just got to be with the other guys, like Bijan and CJ, because, I mean, I've never really hung around those guys before because we're all in different schools, but I'm pretty sure, like, they've hung out before because they're both offensive guys. But, man, it was really fun. Then we had Najee pull up to the grip, and I played with Najee, and he's crazy. But, I mean, that they're great. Let me tell you, like, one thing about overtime, like, the staff is great. You know, they're very flexible. They work with you. I mean, they came to my house. They ate with us. We had a really good time. Um, they were very respectful. So I can't say enough good things about overtime, but just having the opportunity to work with them, uh, it was very special. Uh, like some of the games we did, you know, some of like the Ram truck stuff we did, the draft house. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, I watched a little preview already, so make sure y'all tune into that because it's going to be it's going to be cool. Uh, Bijan and CJ did a really good job as well, too. So, yeah, it was fun. Well, man, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to see that series on overtime. Looking forward to seeing you next week in Kansas City and and find out where you're headed to being in the NFL and, and wish you a ton of blessings. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it for this week. Thank you to Will Anderson. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's Dairy Stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage.